All right, welcome back to Cycle 365. It is episode 34. I'm one of your co-hosts, Simon Villanos. And I'm Jesse Booten. And, you know, we got a little bit of a shorter podcast uh, this week. Cody's not with us. He has to take care of some personal business. But me and Jesse are going to hold it down. We're going to talk about eventually the return of sports. I don't know if it's for official yet, but there are plans that are being made. Right, Jesse? Yes, there are. The uh, The NHL is... is- coming back hopefully within the next few few months and same with football so let's we're gonna talk about those two true let's let's start with the nhl first so they have already put together a plan and it's a i think it's a pretty solid plan this plan is more put together than you know what the nba has right now or even what football uh, college and nfl has right now so jesse why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners about this little plan that the nhl has put together in place all right, so the NHL, uh, the NHL has um, made this plan for returning in the 2020 season. I guess you could say uh, they're they're planning to come back in July, I believe, maybe late June, uh, beginning of July, and they have decided to just completely cut the rest of the regular season and go straight to the playoffs. But this playoff isn't going to be a normal NHL playoff that we've seen. Um, I mean, forever. Instead, instead of having your normal, you know, top three seeds and then two wild cards from each conference, they're just going to go with the straight top 12 seeds from each conference are going to play in a 24 team playoff. It'll be definitely interesting to see. We've never seen anything like it before. There's a qualifying round. Um, so basically the top four teams get a bye. And then the next, what would that be? Eight teams are going to play in the qualifying round to, uh, I guess you could say, quote unquote, make it into the playoff. Um, so that way it can be be more like a regular Stanley Cup playoffs. But I definitely do think it's a great, great way to, you know, wrap up the season and get the fans more, eat more hockey. You know, they're playing best of five in the qualifying round. So there's going to be a ton more hockey games still. So I definitely think that um, this is a great way to go with it. It also gets more teams than normal in. I'm sorry for those few fans that have their teams outside of it. That sucks. Maybe you should just have better team in the future but anyways i think that's <laughs> most of it um do you have anything to add simon for for what they're gonna do oh i think this is pretty even if i'm being honest because i mean obviously they're taking on more teams than they need to and this pretty much does a solid job at giving the teams who are on the cusp a chance am i right absolutely yeah, i think that i think that's something that's gonna be fun is you're gonna see a team like the New York Rangers who just aren't really the best and haven't been in the playoffs for a while, but have had, you know, a long time or like a long franchise of success and winning, get a chance as an 11 seed to, you know, maybe restart their franchise and get, and get another Stanley cup win. So I, I like teams seeing like, like being able to see teams like that. And then another team like the Minnesota wild, they haven't been in a playoff in a while. And, and along with on the Western side, the, the Chicago Blackhawks, and, you know, they have a, a great history of winning a lot, but they haven't been very good in the last few years, but they're going to get to compete as a 12 seed just outside looking in. So I think, I think you're right. Giving, giving teams that are just a little bit on the cusp, a chance to, you know, win, win a championship. Yeah. And I, I think that matters, you know, just giving these teams a chance. First off, it's been a really long time without sports. So I really don't think you know, most fans wouldn't mind that much, but you know, fans will will get to see their teams you know battle for a playoff spot like literally battle you know it's not over a course of like you know a couple games it's you know you got one series to make it in and that's it 
I definitely think that there's some, you know, top four seeds that feel like don't maybe maybe they're getting a little bit of an unfair advantage. Granted, like this whole thing with the coronavirus or COVID nineteen is crazy, so there's really no guessing how some of these teams will like how, how well they'll play. You know, right off the bat, especially the teams that will get some extra rest. I'm kind of looking at my own Dallas Stars because we talked about this off air, Jesse. You said the Oilers would probably overtake that fourth spot, you know, relatively soon if this whole thing didn't happen. And if I'm being honest, I don't know how much the Stars deserve to, you know, to to get a buy. If I'm being real, yeah, I definitely agree. I like, yeah, like you said, we were talking about if this was a regular in, uh, NHL season. By the end of the season, the Oilers would have been. In that four seed, I mean, they don't really have a four seed if in a regular playoff, but I definitely think they might even take the jump and beat out the Vegas, the Vegas Knights for the three seed because they're that good. So I definitely think that, but yeah, I mean, Dallas, I mean, I think it's good for Dallas. It's going to give them a shot to, uh, um, you know, have go a little bit farther in the playoffs than they have in a long time. And same with on the Eastern side, the Philadelphia Flyers, I think they're, they're in the exact same boat. I think. If the, a regular season goes on, the Pittsburgh Penguins overtake that anyways. So I definitely think that that's two, two interesting things that um, this this pandemic has brought about. That it's just going to be kind of, a, I, I think, more entertaining with teams like that. But again, obviously, do they deserve to be there? I don't know. And we'll see how they play. You're exactly right. Oh, yeah. No, no, no doubt at all. I think it's great either way. I mean, you know, it's still sports coming back. Like I said, I think in just... In the future, looking back to now, I think a lot of people are going to look back at the teams that played and the stuff that went down in these playoffs. And, you know, there'll there'll definitely be an asterisk next to uh, the 2019-2020 season just because of how how crazy everything is, you know. And that goes for all sports, really. That's what I meant. That goes for all sports. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but a plan to plan. Like I said, we don't know how some of these teams will uh, respond to that, this extra long break, but you know, there's only one way to find out, and we have that answer now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's a, a very good point to make. Is that not just? I mean, we're talking about NHL right now, and how those teams are going to play because that's possibly what's going to be the first, what is going to be the first professional league back playing. Um, it may possibly. I haven't heard much about the MLB in baseball, but I know they were going to probably pr- pr- propose something like this too, but I still think that in the NHL is closer to <clears throat> returning. Um, but at the same time, we're not talking about just NHL. All sports have been off for what this, the, however this long has been. And so we'll see. I mean, it may take, yeah, I said the actor on 2020, you know, actually playing a professional sport. So it'll be interesting to see how those teams, yeah, handle that. I think, I think it's big because they haven't been able to, you know, be in their facilities working like normal. And, you know, some of those players might not be doing the stuff that they need to outside of. So we'll have to see if, see what happens. Yeah, very true. We'll just have to see what happens. Uh, Jesse, you probably know more about this than I do, but, you know, if they're going to play with fans at all or maybe have capacity so they could social distance or what's the deal with the NHL? Um, I have not seen yet. Um... I don't think they have that have gone that far forward. Um, I think they just made a plan for for the games. Let me just check real fast. But I'm not exactly sure what they what they said yet. Um, I think it might be too early still. I mean, obviously, they they're saying that they're they can start 
earliest is July 1st, but obviously we still got to see if that's going to happen, you know? Um, so I think they're more working on when was our actual start date <clears throat> before we start looking at are we going to have fans or not. So we'll keep you posted yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. That's fair for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to see. Know, I know the NFL, they're expecting having all fans, but I, I just think that's real un, unrealistic. You know, I don't want a second outbreak to happen and then everything to close down again. I'd rather just there not be any fans and we could just enjoy sports. Am I right? Yeah, I, I would agree. Maybe you could go half capacity, something like that. But um, yeah, but NFL has, has announced it, well, I think this week or this week, last weekend that they expect to have all the, the fans there, so we'll see what happens. Oh yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be a little crazy for sure. Uh, yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to add onto this uh, HL reopening uh, plan that they put together? Um, I don't think there's anything else. I think it's gonna be fun. Um, I know we're, we said we want to move into talking about the matchups and the seats. Just a real quick overview, so our listeners know where where everyone stands and if their team is in or not. So. And we can move that. We can move on to that. But um, I think that's it for the return to play plan for the NHL. Yeah, they're just going straight to the playoffs. I think you might see a lot of, of professional sports do this that have they got cut in half. Like like baseball might do the same thing where they just go straight to a to a big tournament and all the teams play in a tournament, which would be pretty interesting too. Yeah, it really would be interesting. All right, well then let's get into uh, the seeding and all the teams that made the playoffs. Jesse, why don't you go ahead and uh, the viewers who made it in. All right, so um, we'll start with the the Eastern Conference teams. Your uh, your top four seeds that get get that first week or first round by, you could say. And I mean, when we say qualifying round and then top four seeds, I'm assuming it it's laid out like the top four seeds are already in the playoffs, and then the qualifying rounds are going to take it down to the the next top four. So you have eight total teams in the actual playoffs. Um, so that's what I'm thinking is going to happen. So. Your top four seeds for the Eastern Conference are uh, the Boston Bruins at number one, the Tampa Bay Lightning at number two, Washington at three, and then the Philadelphia Flyers at four. So that's your top four that um, are already into the playoffs. Um, again, we talked about it. I know you said it with the, the Stars, Simon, but I think Philadelphia is in that same boat as Dallas where, I mean, they're kind of getting a boost here to be in, in the playoffs as a number four seed. Um, just because of where the, the standings were at the when uh, this whole pandemic thing hit. So we'll see how that happens. But other than that, I think Boston, Tampa Bay, and Washington all deserve to be in the top four, and I think they will all play well. Again, we'll see what happens with the uh, extra you know, time off and stuff like that. But I think those three deserve to be in there. And then Philadelphia, congratulations, you're getting the boost in, so um, don't waste it. <laughs> Very true. Very true. I could, I definitely could have seen the Penguins make it in over Flyers. I know Pittsburgh fans might be a little salty about that, but at the same time, technically speaking, they're playing a worst ranked team. In, yeah, uh, the Canadians it, aren't very good, so they should they should be all right. Um, yeah. But again, like we said, in in a normal playoff push at the end of a regular season, if this season would have been a normal season, I do think Pittsburgh would have been in instead of the Philadelphia Flyers in the top four, but. Alas, that is not what it is. <laughs> oh, hey, it happens. I mean, it's sports. Pittsburgh, I think they could get it done. And there's honestly, I think they'll be just fine. Here, let's let's talk about the rest of the teams before we yeah. uh, move on. All right, so we'll go through the qualifying uh, the qualifying games. I guess you could say to make it into the playoff if you win. So it's going to be best of five, 
And so the first game has the five seed Pittsburgh Penguins, like we just talked about, against the 12 seed Montreal Canadiens. I mean, we can just go real quick. We can each say what we think is going to happen. I think Boston sweeps this three, or sorry, not Boston, uh, the, the Penguins sweep it, <laughs> Pittsburgh 3 0, 3 0. Yeah, I, I agree. I was just going to say on the other side, there's the Oilers versus the Blackhawks, and I, I'd probably bet more on the Penguins beating down the lower seed than the Oilers, potentially. It's just me, though. I don't know. I think uh, they're a pretty even team. I think Pittsburgh yeah. and Pittsburgh and uh, Edmonton are definitely, I mean, they probably should be, both should be in the top four, so I think they'll put it to their 12 seed either way. But we'll have to wait and see. For sure. Our second game is the uh, six seed Carolina Hurricane at, versus the 11 seed New York Rangers. Um, I talked a little bit about this earlier. I mean, it's going to be fun to see the Rangers get into the playoffs here. They've been really good in the past, and these last, I don't know, these last 10 years, eight to 10 years, they haven't been as good. Um, obviously, it's a New York team. Everyone wants to see them. Yeah, that's good. I do think, still think. Uh, the hurricane will win maybe not 3-0 maybe like 4-1 or sorry yeah 4-1 so that's what I could see there Uh, agreed yeah moving into the next game you have the 7 seed New York Islanders versus the 10 seed Florida Panthers I think this one might be a 3-0 3-0 win for the the Islanders for me I know Florida wasn't playing good when the pandemic hit so you know I don't know if I mean, maybe that helps this pandemic in this break helps get them back on track, but I know they were in a skid going into it. So I think, I think the new New York Islanders will win that um, pretty easily. Interesting. Yeah. And then finally um, your eight seed Toronto Maple Leafs <clears throat> playing the nine seed Columbus, Columbus blue jackets. And I think this one's a toss up. This is, this will be a really good game. I think the break favors Toronto a little bit more just because they have more veteran guys. And, you know, the the trade deadline happened about two weeks before this whole thing happened. And Columbus kind of sold out for, for all, the, all their good players for uh, future draft picks. So we'll have to see what happens with that. So, um, yeah, I think I think Toronto could take that one. Oh, sure. I mean, I'm just taking your word for it. I'm not a hockey guy at all. I follow it just barely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which then I think moving into uh, the, the actual playoffs, I, I do believe if they're going to play it like uh, the NFL playoffs, I believe that the Bruins would get the lowest seed on down to, again, Philadelphia, who would get the highest remaining seed. Um, so who knows? Maybe all the underdogs could win, and then you have some interesting things going on. But I do believe that is how it will go next. So then, you know, Boston would get your next, your highest seed. So the the, the Maple Leafs at eight and, and so on. So I think that's how they're going to run it, which will be interesting. Yeah, sure. Like I said, anything could happen. So uh, COVID-19 thing really threw everything off. So I think for some teams, this is a real opportunity to shock the world. Yep. And that'd be fun to see. Always, um, always. With that, do you want to move into the Western Conference? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So um, your top four seeds for the Western Conference at the number one seed is your reigning champions, the St. Louis Blues. Uh, the number two seed, shout out to Cody here, the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, they probably would have taken the number one seed if the season went on, but that's all right. We can still get it done. <laughs> yeah, fair. I, I kind of agree with that one. Yep. 
Um, at the number three seed is the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And then we talked about it at the four seed, the Dallas Stars. So those are your automatic bids into the playoffs. I think we talked about these these four. Dallas, congratulations, you're in. They're, again, like Philadelphia, congratulations, fans. You guys are going to get a chance to make some noise. You're already in, so so get it done. And then I think the other three are, are gimmies. They could definitely be there in St. Louis, Colorado, and Las Vegas. I think they're all three deserving of being top seed teams, and I think they will play well in the playoffs. I'm totally agreed. All right, then moving into the qualifying round. So just like the Eastern Conference, you're going to have these four games that send the four winners actually into the playoffs to play those top four seeds. So first game, you have the number five Edmonton Oilers. Sorry, hit seed Edmonton Oilers playing the 12th seed Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, we talked about this when we were talking about the, the Pittsburgh-Montreal matchup. I do think the Oilers probably win this 3-0. Yeah, Chicago's just not very good. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, fair enough. Yep, Edmonton, I think Edmonton would, would probably get the three seed if the season goes on. Uh, they have two of the best players to ever play, so I think that the, they'll be hungry and they will, you know, feel a little cheated like Pittsburgh and uh, go out and take take out some of these big dogs. So that is my prediction there. In the second game, we have the six-seeded Nashville Predators playing the 11th seed Arizona Coyotes. I know our friend Zach is happy about that. <laughs> but, um... I mean, is he that happy? I feel like the Predators are going to do away with the Coyotes. I know. I might be a little bit more optimistic about this 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 matchup. I think it, it could be decent. Uh, a decent matchup. I think the Coyotes have shown that if they turn it on, they could they can play well. So, I think they just need to have a real good series and they could they could win it. So we'll have to see that. It'll be a good series. But I think you're right. I think Nashville will win. <laughs> so the next game has the uh, number seven, uh, the seventh seed Vancouver Canucks playing the 10th seed Minnesota Wild. I'm going to have to give this one probably to the Canucks outright. I think they have a, a very, very good young talent guy in Ellis Peterson. I want to say that's how you say his name. I know it's exactly, I don't know how to say his first name, but um, it's definitely Peterson. And he he's ready to go. They have a good squad in Vancouver. And I think that they will get this part done. They will get this game done and uh, make it in the playoffs. Oh, no doubt. Then for our final game in the Western Conference is the eighth seed Calgary Flame taking on the nine seed Winnipeg Jets. Man, this is tough because I know, again, Calgary is always hungry to, to play well in, in the playoffs, but they were... You know, like the Florida Panthers on the eastern side, skidding a little bit going into the pandemic. So um, we'll have to see what happens there. I think this is this is a toss-up, but I have to give it to Calgary. And in, in a very hot, or sorry, not very hard, um, very hard-fought game. Okay, okay, I'll take your word for it then. Yep, I do want to add on one thing to this this Western Conference playoff. That is very intriguing to me and interesting, and can be very sad for a lot of a lot of hockey fans. Is we don't see the uh, San Jose Sharks in this playoff because they were not playing as well as they could have um, going into the pandemic, and that's interesting because they obviously were in the semifinal against the, the Blues last year, and yeah, they're not there. So I think that's a, a big loss for for NHL. I mean, it's cool to see other teams like. 
you know, like the Coyotes get in and like the Canucks. But um, it's interesting that San Jose is not there. They've been a, a perennial playoff team the last few years, and, and it's going to be interesting to see them not there. So that is one team that I, I wanted to just say, sorry, got left out, and I'll miss that team as well. Yeah, I mean, you can't get them all in because then you start making exceptions for everyone. Well, it is what it is, but I mean, hey, that's that's why you got to play through a full season. You know, or that's why you got to play your hardest as the season goes on. That's just that's just sports, you know? Yeah, no, you're 100% right. As as a sports guy, you, you got to play every single game like it's your last because, I mean, an example here for the 2020 season, I guarantee you the San Jose Sharks did not know the last game they played was going to be their last game of the season. So play every game like it's your last. Yeah, always, always. I mean, that goes for all the teams, obviously, but hey, it, it just goes to show, you know? And like I said, it is kind of a weird pandemic, so I, th- or a weird, not, well, it is a weird pandemic, but a weird time. But I think it is understandable that, you know, I think some teams should give themselves a break because they, they didn't know, like, it happens, you know? And there's, there's things that they couldn't have foreseen. So, I mean, this is just one of those years that you kind of just chalk up to, like, something crazy just happening, and that's why you didn't make it in. Yeah. I know Cody uh, Cody told me that don't ever root for a Toronto team because uh, whenever they win a championship, the next year is just out of control. So don't ever root for Toronto because, <laughs> you know, his exa- he, has, he has facts to back it up. I know he talked about how when, uh, let's hear, pro- I don't know how long ago it was, probably like back in the early 1900s when the Toronto Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup and then the next year they didn't have a Stanley Cup and then a few years later in like the 1930s or whatever the Toronto Blue Jays won the um, baseball championship they didn't have a, a World Series the next year and then if we look at it you know the Toronto Raptors won the NBA championship last year and well there's no NBA championship this year so um Let's just hope that the Toronto Maple Leafs do not win. That is a very good point. Or not wrong at all. And I mean, it's not just the NBA championship. There's no championship going on <laughs> as of now in any sport. You're right. And yeah, there you go. Oof. So just don't root for Toronto teams. Um, well, when we have the ball girls on this other podcast that we are thinking of collabing with, hopefully pretty soon here. Well, we'll have to ask them about that. I know they're both Canadians, so it'll be interesting to see what they have yeah, to we'll say just, to uh, Cody. We'll dog on their on their teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, is that is that all for NHL right now? That is it. That is it for the NHL. I think that's most of it. Um, it's going to be exciting, and I'm excited to get back to sports. You know, I think no matter whatever whatever teams are playing in those first two games, if it comes back. Is going to be, you know, primetime television because everyone's going to be watching. It doesn't matter who they are. Well, yeah, no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I think it's big time either way. You know, sports is sports. I'm just glad that a league finally has a set plan, you know, rather than some rumors. And I know some leagues can't help it, but I mean, it gives me some confidence at least. Yeah, we could just be a month away from the return of sports, which would be awesome. For sure. All right. So speaking of sports, we're going to talk college football and, you know, the potential plans they have moving forward, because unlike the NHL, they are not all on the same page. Coming up next.
Welcome back to the Cycle 365, episode 34. Um, short, shorter episode today, today, but um, you know, still getting the get the content out to you guys. Make sure to check out the the added content of Simon's mini series on youth sports. Um, he is dropping those, I think, every week. Correct, Simon? Yes, every week. Well, it should be earlier in the week. So set up that we drop the official episode, you know, Friday, Thursday, and then the mini series comes out Monday, Tuesday. Okay, so you know it might be a shorter, shorter actual podcast this week, but uh, make sure to check out the uh, Cycle Three Six Five presents Youth Sports. I uh, I heard it's a you know a great time with uh, our friend Simon here and uh, whoever else he brings on. But anyways, <laughs> moving into this next segment, continue to talk about how return of sports are going to look coming for these fall sports. I had lots of people ask me in, in questions about. What are fall sports going to look like? So um, we're going to look at, I believe Simon said, football, college, and then he's going to touch the brief, on, briefly touch on the NFL's plan. So we're talking football and fall sports returning. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what, what Simon has to tell us. But first, I'll, I'll just start with a little bit of a, you know, personal personal experience. As you know, I'm a football coach now, a college football coach uh, in the NAIA. We are in the NAIA, so it's not the NCAA. Simon will get to the NCAA here in a few minutes, but. The NAI is is full go. There, um, you know, our coaching staff is preparing for an actual full season of football, and I've had I've received emails from from our coaching staff and from our school school officials that we're going to be as students we're going to be back on campus this this fall for in for you know in person teaching. So um, the NAI is full go and planning on having a a real season of football. So that's exciting. So yeah, so I'm. Uh, you know, with the coaching staff, me and our coaching staff are pretending like it's a normal, normal recruiting semester, I guess you could say, and just uh, preparing for a regular season. So that's exciting. Yeah, no, it, it is exciting. That's really good news. There are multiple places all over that are opening up. Uh, real quick, I'll just go over the NFL's plan. I mean, it's way off. College football is definitely closer to actually opening, I guess, than the NFL. I know the NFL is going as scheduled. They want to have fans, which we talked about, but I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, am I wrong here, Jesse, or what? I mean, I know they said they announced, I think, this last weekend that they're they're full go. They're like they're going to have a season, and they expect to have full sets of fans there. Um, I don't know. I think I don't know. It's tough for me to say. Obviously, I know you said you don't want to relapse, and, and then you'd rather just play a game with with no fans then have to shut everything down again i think you're right maybe you could go half capacity or like a fourth capacity something like that maybe bump the price up so you can get a little extra revenue but um i don't know i think i think i think it's more of a wait and see kind of deal (laughs) oh yeah for sure Uh, we'll see you know in worst case scenario i know the nfl has it planned out that if they have to wait a little bit first four weeks they're gonna uh so okay so the schedule just came out right or well it came out a couple weeks but came out and so basically the first four weeks of that season are just not gonna play if this thing's still going on and they'll just add it on at the end weeks one two three and four will go on after weeks 17 or 18 now i guess and it'll just go as usual which on first glance it doesn't look like a big deal but it's I mean, I think I think it's a pretty big deal though, because there are some divisional matchups that you're pushing towards the end. All the buys are messed up now because now the midseason buys are like 
like basically near the beginning and then guess some of the buys that you might have at the beginning of the season are pushed towards the end so that'll be interesting to see how that works out yeah i mean if a team has a, a week four bye now you get your last week is a bye the last week of the season is your bye week so i think that's kind of sucky but we'll see what happens there um i just want to say before we move on i do think that the nfl should just focus like the nhl to just focus on getting uh an organizational standpoint of how you're going to play these games which i feel like they have been doing and then worry about the fans when the time comes because i think that's something you could do so i'll just say that and yeah, no for sure i think you gotta be realistic with it you know the fans they're great but as we could see with a lot of the sporting events going on specifically like even ufc 249 that happened a bit ago like sports is sports it worked out well for ufc and i think it'll work out even better for football because football is still football i mean maybe you won't have the hype of the crowd but you'll still have the big plays and literally everything else you know mm-hmm. yeah it'll be uh i mean obviously if you can still watch on tv it's fine so <laughs> yeah very true so let's let's move on into college football because division one because this is where it gets real interesting so let's let's start on our side of uh, okay well maybe not our side because you're on the other coast jesse but let's start on my side of uh, the country the west coast uh the pac-12 oh oh basically most of the pac-12 schools i know for a fact it's arizona oregon and washington all, all the schools in those states they are pretty much on schedule and kind of expect play some sort of season not sure how it is but no the pac-12 they're opening they're allowing them to open up facilities on june 15th they'll all return but as of now i have not heard anything about the california schools i've heard the last thing i heard honestly was that they weren't gonna play at all this season and so that's really interesting because that's a solid chunk of the pac-12 and then i haven't heard anything from colorado and i've heard that there are some improvements in utah but there i mean it's still better than california and colorado as of now so that's that's what i've heard um moving forward yeah i've been talking to a few guys down in arizona that say they've been telling me that everything's opening up and uh on track to be back to normal by the football season so that's i mean obviously that's arizona you talked about them but that's all i know for pac-12 no for sure i mean it makes sense because california's been hit pretty hard by covid and colorado has definitely been hit hard by covid it's one of the states that's not super populated that's really been suffering you know and i don't know if cu is gonna actually be able to to join which is really interesting honestly because i mean if i'm being honest i know things are opening right now in colorado but we'll just have to see how that goes i think there's more optimism for a cu than and you know ucla usc stanford all those california schools uh, wouldn't you agree yeah i do but i do think at the same time if it gets close to the season and you see all these other teams just just go all in i think the california teams will be like all right let's just do it um, so I, th- I personally think that's what's going to happen. Just an impulse decision of let's do it. So that's that's my best guess. Oh, I mean, I could see it because the only thing is that they wouldn't be able to play games in California. Oh, I, I, I don't know if they will be 
able to open their facilities, but if they are, you know, they're still open for business. It just means basically all the games they'll have to play, they'll have to travel to because California is its own thing. They're not going to let states just open up facilities or sorry, not facilities, um, you know, stadiums willy nilly. So I think, I mean, I, this is just what I heard, but if they do play games, California teams do play games, it would have to pretty much all be away, which would be really interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, at that level, you know, teams like Stanford, USC, and UCLA, I mean, I don't think it affects them at all. They're on the road anyways all the time. So uh, I think the teams it could affect are teams like San Diego State, San Jose State, um, and more of the FCS schools like San Diego, um, teams like that. I think that that's more Fresno State. Those are teams that it would affect a little more. Yeah, I, I agree there. You know, they, they're the smaller schools, so they're struggling right now. I mean, all football programs in the nation are struggling financially pretty much. I mean, we kind of hit on this, I want to say a week or two or two ago. Is that right? Yeah, we, no, no, it, was, it was last week. We talked about the college football playoff last week, but um, maybe it was touching on the smaller school. Well, it was last week. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was last week. We'll, we'll just have to see. Pac-12's college football future as of now, something that's very like fluid, like it could either go really good or really bad. I'm half surprised that Washington's open because I know Washington's been pre- hit pretty hard by COVID. Uh, Was- Washington as in Washington and Washington State. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to see. I mean, hopefully there's no, there's not a second, you know, surge or anything like that, because I could definitely see some of these states that have been hit hard, just straight up closed down. And then next thing you know, you maybe have Arizona teams and maybe Oregon or Utah. And I don't know how much of a league that is, you know? Yeah. Maybe it comes down to just, you know, maybe combining instead of having your power five conferences, maybe just combining an East and a West for this year. That would be interesting. I don't know how. Yeah, see, uh, yeah, I don't know how it would work, but you'd have teams like, so your, your Western Conference would be your Arizona teams, your Texas teams, Oklahoma, Nebraska, um, stuff like that, Any anyone west of that, and then your Eastern teams. Well, I mean, you know, you got your SEC, and, uh, you know, you could probably throw some Big Ten teams in the Western Western side, but um, that would be an interesting interesting thing. No, it really would. We'll have to see what happens. I'm not sure if they'll play any non-conference games either. That's something that might be a you know a toss-up because I know Texas was supposed to Texas was supposed to play USC. Right now, I don't think they are going to play USC unless they go to Austin, which is a pretty big swing. Also, I, even then, I, I mean, you still got a bunch of Californians, or, you know. Californians in college going to Texas and that might trigger a lot of things there so it it will definitely affect out of conference play as well in the Pac-12 yeah but we'll we'll have to see Uh, so moving forward I think the my opinion this is just my opinion uh, the conference that I feel like for sure is going to play because I, I mean you know it's it's their way of life would probably have to be the sec i really have a hard time seeing any of those teams just just not playing a game because i know everyone in that conference like the leadership there is pretty vocal about you know playing football no matter what even if it's without fans yeah i think i agree i think i think the uh 
SEC will play most of their teams. And I would also put on the same same boat, the, the Big 12. I think the Big 12 will, will play too. I mean, they don't have as many teams in their conference, which helped them out. Um, so I think they're, they're on the same boat there. Well, they're, they're just going to play no matter what. Yeah, no, for sure. I know the SEC, they honestly probably could just not play any out-of-conference games, which will be really interesting. So they'll just straight up go head against each other, which would honestly be really entertaining either way. No, and I think that'll be really interesting to see just you know the SEC stay within itself because I know that there were some talks that they'll play football no matter what, but if it comes to the college football playoffs, and they might be a little hesitant depending on the teams that make it in and whatnot. So we'll just have to see. I haven't heard a ton about the Big 12, but I could see them starting up too. Yeah, rip. Uh, if that happens, rip, rip Arkansas and rip Vanderbilt because they're gonna get smoked. Yeah, no doubt they're gonna get slaughtered, and that that will honestly <laughs> affect recruiting because that's. Yeah. I mean, that's just not a good look when you lose. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Oh, just saying. Now we can move into the the two other conferences, the ACC and the Big Ten, that are definitely gonna be affected by this, and we might see see a few teams not play like uh, a big one that you could, you could talk about yeah let's let's start with the big 10 first because it's the better conference oh the president right it was the president of uh the university of michigan am i right uh, i think so yeah yeah the president of michigan basically said that they are not gonna have a football season if their students are not in classes which as of now i don't think they're gonna be in classes so basically effectively uh i'm pretty sure it's a he but he's canceling the the michigan football season which is huge yeah um i mean obviously they're still optimistic like still we're still gonna be optimistic and still definitely there's a possibility but it'd be interesting to see a big 10 without michigan in it for a year um you know that takes away a bunch of big games like the Michigan Michigan State game, Ohio State Michigan game, um, and even the Penn State Michigan Michigan game. I think it'd be a very interesting dynamic to have a Big Ten without Michigan there, and um, it'll be interesting to see what other Big Ten teams follow that plan of action um, with the students coming back or not. Yeah, no, I I mean I totally agree. I think honestly at this point Michigan's at a pretty pretty tough spot. Like you and me have been both pretty critical of the way like how, how should i say this we've been critical of their success and you know, the hype that they get which in my opinion is pretty undeserving you know and i think that jim harbaugh right now should be on the hot seat i don't know if he is right now he definitely should be because he's not really producing the results that they're paying him for so basically, I I just I don't know. I think this if Michigan doesn't play, this will hurt them. We already mentioned it. It's recruiting, and you're recruiting against some really good schools. And not that Michigan isn't a brand. It's just that like they, you know, you gotta you gotta be consistent with it. You gotta put a product out on the fields for for players to see. Because if they don't see anything, then they're like, well, you know, what does it say about Michigan if Ohio State's playing, if Michigan State's playing, like if literally every other school is playing? Because that, I mean, I don't know. That might give off a bad vibe. Yep, I'd agree. Um, I think one other team that I could think of might, you know, in the Big Ten, follow this this trend would be Rutgers from New Jersey. Um, I could see them not playing a, a season, but I mean, who really cares? It's Rutgers. They're not going to win anything anyways. 
Um, no, that's you're, team I you're think right. That could follow. It is, isn't isn't Maryland in the Big Ten as well? Yeah, Maryland is also in the Big Ten, but I've I've more faith in them than Rutgers. <laughs> okay. Wait, more faith in them opening and playing the season, or yeah, I have more faith in Maryland playing than Rutgers, mainly because Maryland is geared up for like a great season. But I mean, you never know. Okay, all right. I mean, because I know Maryland's pretty close on the East Coast. Like, you never know. I mean, I, I think it's worth just having them on the radar. I think as of now, they're opening stuff up a little bit faster than some of the teams closer to New York. So we'll we'll just have to see. Maryland is stacked, though. I th- Maryland is a team that I was pretty, pretty high on before all this happened, especially with getting Talia Tagovailoa over there. Yeah, I know. I don't remember his name, but I know that Maryland got like the number two overall receiver as well. He decommitted to Notre Dame and went to, uh, decided to go to Maryland. So that yeah, it could be a dynamic duo there. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I like it. I like it. But just have to see. You know, I. I I think the Big Ten is uh, a conference for sure that you got to monitor a little bit. It's not as concerning as the Pac-12 because, in my opinion, the Pac-12 could easily like break up like as as fast as the plans they're making to come back. You know, because there's just a lot of things fragile over there. There's more. There's higher profile cases and more cases going on. And I mean, not that the East Coast isn't suffering a little bit, but uh, I I mean, I'd probably give. Big Ten a little bit of an edge over the Pac-12, but I'd still keep an eye on them because there's still an opportunity an opportunity for them to just not play, or for a lot of the teams to just not play, which would be really interesting, you know? Yep, I'd agree. Um, I'd agree that the Big Ten is, has a better chance of playing the eight than the uh, Pac-12, um, but I would say the ACC is in the same boat as the Pac-12. We're going to get to them in a second, but um, I definitely think that if you're rating this sec and big T- or big 12 are going to be fine big 10 would be next and then the rest of the, or the acc and the pac 12 would be next would be the bottom guys so um that's yeah i think you're right with that oh for sure and so let, let, let's talk about the acc because if i'm being honest i really haven't heard a whole ton i know they're they're a huge i mean obviously it's the atlantic coast you know conference so a lot of those teams are on the coast and I would probably be a little bit worried of, you know, cases potentially spreading to the states in those areas, you know. And I'm not super confident that all the teams will be able to come back, if I'm just being real. Yeah, I was going to agree. I think it's definitely interesting. I haven't heard much from the ACC yet, but it's definitely geographically very interesting to see that there's half of them in the northeastern part of America and half of them in the southeastern conference or southeast southeastern part of america where you could see a thing of like the bottom half so like your clemson florida state um nc state you know your your southern half of the conference playing but the northern half not playing so then your teams like boston college um in connecticut i guess connecticut's not in the acc but um you know acc teams from the north that aren't gonna play yeah no i i agree 100 percent I mean, maybe this is for the best just because I think there are more competitive teams in that southern part of the ACC. Isn't uh, University of North Carolina in the ACC as well? Yeah, they are. And they'd be in that northern part, or sorry, the southern part probably. They'd probably play. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of, a lot, you know, a lot of noise coming out of North Carolina. Obviously, Mac Brown was over there for one year. He had some success. 
uh, you know, he's looking to build on top of that. And they have a nice little quarterback. Not many people is talking about him. But they have a nice little quarterback in Sam Howell, who is a million times better than whatever Mitchell Trubisky was when he was at North Carolina. And yeah. some people are comparing him to Trubisky. And I think that's, that's pretty unfair. If you look at the highlights and even just his film, he's way better. And honestly, if there is a scenario where, you know, only the Southern part really of the ACC plays, I could see North Carolina possibly. I don't think they'll go beat Clemson. There's no way if Clemson's playing that they're going to beat them, but they'll be pretty competitive. And I think they could beat some of these Southern teams, maybe well, de most definitely some of these Northern teams who are a little bit weaker. Mm -hmm. I definitely, well, I mean, obviously another interesting part of another interesting team in AC in that Southern part is Duke. So, you know, that could be something as well. Yeah, no doubt. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, teams in this, in this conference that could step it up. But at the end of the day, we know if Clemson's playing, they're going to probably win the conference. I don't think there's any doubt about it. 100%. I'm, I'm making the prediction now, if there is a college football playoff and a championship for the 2020 season, I think Clemson's going to win. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think they would win too. I think, honestly, Dabo Sweeney is the type of guy that could easily guide and inspire this young group of kids through an interesting and weird time like this you know and really put all of their efforts into playing football and i mean but at the same time i could also see clemson potentially being a wild card and just closing for the for for the safety of the kids which would be a very interesting move because then at that point the acc becomes wide open and i don't know if they'll have a representative in the playoffs potentially but it would be just interesting football to see you know yeah, it would definitely be interesting if Clemson didn't play. But I feel like if the ACC is going to play, Clemson is going to play. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. I do agree that the ACC is a little bit more fragile. It definitely is concerning that I haven't heard much about you know reopenings, um, openings for colleges, the level just because it's like I, I don't know. I really just haven't heard anything. I've heard things from the Pac-12, the SEC, the Big 12, even the Big 10. But it's it's definitely a little concerning that I haven't heard much out of the ACC because there's no news at all. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. It's going to be an interesting college football season. It's just going to be an interesting fall sports season in general. So, I'm, I'm you know, it's, it might be sad, but I'm still excited to see what happens. Yeah, no, me too. Um, So here here's a real question, though, or a question that we should definitely consider. But... Do you think there'll be a college football playoffs moving forward at the end of the season, assuming that some of these conferences aren't complete and then the NCAA ultimately decides like, hey, you know, maybe we should just stick to conference championships and that be that. And then it would just be an asterisk on this season. Do you think there's a possibility that that happens? Well, there's obviously that possibility for sure. Um, I think. I think even if they do have the playoff, there's going to be an asterisk next to it if it's not everyone playing. But it's definitely a possibility. Um, I think that they're going to go ahead and actually play a playoff. In my opinion, I think they should play a playoff just to you know maybe try to bring back some normality in the NCAA football um, and hopefully you know maybe get some revenue back that they lost. But I do think they'll play it just with an asterisk next to it. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it'll be interesting for sure. We've already talked about it, how this next season of sports will be very interesting to see because there's a lot of things going on and it's not normal. So it's really not. And I think 
this i mean this is a question that should definitely be asked realistically but if if this thing keeps going on and some teams just can't play you know this next season do you think there's a possibility that multiple you know division one programs potentially shut down uh definitely a possibility i have no idea um Obviously, I'm not in the financial rooms of, of those D1 <laughs> programs, um, but definitely some could could fold. But I don't know. That's not really a question for me, I don't think. But in my opinion, I mean, I guess my opinion is coming from more of a biased standpoint of my love for college football. My opinion is that none of it, none of that's going to affect anything. And who knows? I mean, obviously, we have plans for, for July, but August could roll around and this whole thing could just be, you know, over. So it's just kind of, you know, an up unknown up there in the air thing right now. Yep, that's very true. I mean, well, we'll just have to see what happens. If they have to push back the college football season, I think they definitely can just by not playing any out-of-conference games. Even then, yeah. you kind of risk, like, spreading the virus if it someone contracts it and what, whatnot by traveling because the difference with some of these sports professional teams is that they're all playing in one facility, so everyone's held in there. College, I mean, I mean, you know, got students at different schools that pretty much need to be at those schools, get an education, and then train as well. So I don't know. Yep, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So definitely stay tuned to, uh, to you know, to the news and to our podcast because we will bring it to you, bring you the news of what's happening. Yeah, no doubt. But hey, that pretty much wraps up this episode. Next week, we're going to talk about the NBA. Um, you know, Cody's not here, so we wanted to wait on Cody. So next week, we're going to talk about the NBA reopening, some of the proposals they have, because they have a ton of proposals, but really nothing that is close to being in place like we've really just talked about just now. You know, So it'll be interesting to look at. But yeah, next week, hopefully we get Cody back. We talk NBA, Last Dance, and uh, the Top 74 NBA players of all time. So yeah, I'm your host, Simon Voyanos. And I'm Jesse Booten. And this is episode 34, recorded on May 27th, 2020. Post some love on social media. Look out for the next mini-series episode, which will be an interview with Kenny Long, the voice of Taifa from the hit show Friday Night Tykes, and you know, on Esquire as well. It's great. Kenny's a nice guy. We had some really good conversations. Check that out. That should be a longer episode dropping sometime next week on Monday or Tuesday. But uh, yeah, just, or we'll catch y'all later.